or does God use evil spirits? Does God use evil spirits? Does God use? Somebody says the devil hates. Oh, I thought they said God hates your gods. <laughs> okay, the devil hates your gods. He will try anything to get you down. We have some keyboard warriors, some brave. No, not brave. They're actually cowards because they only come on after the live stream. They don't come on on the live stream. They're cowards. And uh, a critic is only somebody who's frustrated with their own lives. They're irritated with their own lives. They, maybe their wives is wearing the pants at home. And they feel like their voice is not heard. So they try to have their voice heard in another platform. And the only way they can do it is by using somebody else's platform because God hasn't given them a platform. So they are apostles in their mother's basement trying to do certain things. Anyway, we're going to get into that. Why God uses only some and not others, the counsel of heaven. For a prophet to be a true prophet, that prophet has to stand in the counsel of God. The counsel of heaven. For a prophet to carry the word of God to be chosen, he had to receive his message, his instruction, his assignment from the council of heaven, the council of God. Let me get into, into a scripture. Let's go to, let's go to um, 1 Kings chapter number 22, verse number 19. In fact, let me go to, let's start off with Psalm 82. Psalm 82, just as a, as a foundational scripture. Uh, Remember, I didn't say God uses evil spirits. We're going to look at the scripture. Okay. Psalm 82, verse uh, 1. Eh? Psalm 82, verse 1. I want you to look at this. I want you to listen very carefully. If you don't have any spiritual capacity, you're going to struggle listening to this message. If you have any spiritual capacity, you're going to be able to listen to this message. You're going to contain it. Get the capacity of your spirit larger. I said to our church, the things that I preach at our church, I might not be able to preach at other churches because their capacity, the depths, it's deep calling onto deep. Depths crying out onto depth. The, 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 the closer you get to God, the deeper you go. The deeper you go with God, the narrower your life becomes. I'm going to say it again. The closer you get to God, the deeper you go. Some mega churches, some seeker-sensitive churches, the closer they get to God, the more shallow they become. Shallow, shallow, shallow. You raise your hands and worship in the churches and you feel no glory. You feel no presence. Let's incline our spirit to the ears. Yeah, so right now, remember, the mysteries of the kingdom is given unto you. To those who have an ear to hear, whose spirit has the ability to receive, whose spirit has the ability to chew on, whose spirit has the ability to, to uh, conceptualize, articulate in the spirit what I'm going to give to you right now. To have the ability to understand, to have a, a keen sagacity. And I'm busy rewriting my book completely over called Sagacity. We're also releasing another one just before that called How to Survive a Spiritual Attack. Um, and that one will be released very soon. And then, um, so those things are coming out. But in the book of Sagacity, I wrote on uh, keen spiritual sagacity, how to have a spiritual intelligence in order to receive spiritual matters, spiritual food. There's not only bread and milk, there is honey. There is soft bread, hard bread, soft meat, hard meat, strong meat. There is milk, there is honey. Okay, so we're going to dwell tonight in strong meat and honey. So let's get the Psalm chapter number 82. Listen to this. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges amongst the gods. I'm going to read it again. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. 
he judges amongst the gods. In the Hebrew, it says this, God stands in the congregation of his mighty. He judges in the midst of his Elohim. So God who is Elohim, Elohim stands in the midst of his mighty, and mighty is a word close to Elohim. Okay. Um, actually, get me the, the Hebrew word for, for mighty. I just don't have it on me now. Um, I didn't think I was going to start with this verse uh, of his mighty. And he judges amongst the Elohim. So according to scripture, there's no differentiation between God who's Elohim standing in the midst of other Elohims, making a judgment in the midst of other Elohims. Also Elohim, the mighty. Oh, ruler. Yeah, ruler Elohim, mighty. King James, King James. If you want to go to Hebrew, King James is kind of like the, the source to go to. Um, so Elohim, basically, listen, this is what the scripture says. God stands, God as Elohim, stands in the midst of his Elohim. One of the most confusing scripture for theologians and scholars because they want to interpret it this way. They want to read it. Let's carry on here. They want to say, how long will you judge? Sorry, this is what the scriptures say. How long will you judge? unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked defend the poor and fatherless do justice to afflict the need to deliver the poor and then he goes on and said i've said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes arise O god judges the earth thou shall inherit all nations and now uh people use this context and say these are natural rulers and i will debunk that theory in every aspect right now by connecting it and rightly dividing the word of God in with scripture, letting scripture interpret scripture. The key to revelation is scripture interpreting scripture. The key to revelation, scripture interpreting scripture. So God stands in the presence, in the council. Sorry, L which is God. Okay, so God stands in the presence of his gods and other gods. Basically what it says. In the congregation. In the, and, and change the word congregation to council. Okay, the correct word there is council. He stands in the council of other gods. Elohim. Which puts them, I want you to look at Elohim as a playing field, a plane, a plane of existence. How can I put it? Um, let me let me do it like this, and and I want to explain this because a lot of people try to misunderstand the word Elohim. Uh, I wish I had a drawing board, but I'm not going to focus on that right now. I want you to look at this. Here's a plane of existence. Here is a plane of existence, and I want you to imagine a third plane of existence under this one, bottom level. Okay, now look at it like this a spiritual plane of existence. The top one is what we call Yahweh. God is called Yahweh. He's the only one on this plane of existence. Then you have Elohim. Because he's Yahweh, he can dwell as Elohim, function as Elohim. But Elohim cannot dwell and function as Yahweh. So he's on Elohim. You have Yahweh. Below Elohim, you have men. Now you've got many other creatures and etc. and etc. and messengers and Malachi and, and so on. But you have 
mere men, then you have Elohim, and then you have Yahweh. So because it says that God is Elohim, doesn't remove his plane of existence of as Yahweh, the source of all sources, the uh, self-existing one, self-sufficient, the father of all existence. So Elohim, Yahweh, God moves on a plane of Elohim. So a lot of angels and a lot of, so people like our sons, angels and angels' sons, it's actually intertwining. Some angels have the ability to be on a realm of Elohim, a plane of Elohim. Others that are on Elohim can be on a plane, as, but Elohim can never be Yahweh. So Jesus came and said, are you not gods? Meaning, that the Bible says that the whole of creation is earnestly awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole of creation is earnestly awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. You and I are a son, but not everybody's a son. Most are children. And only once you go from a child to a son, do you become a son. A, the Bible says a child is born unto us, but a son is given. A child is born, but a son is given. And a son will carry the, shoulder, the, the government on his shoulders. A son is somebody that can take the vision of their father and the government structures and the kingdom of their father. And I'm speaking of earthly spiritual fathers and our heavenly father. Carry it on their shoulders. But a child is born. Everybody in a church that is being born, that is given birth after, is children, but not everybody is sons. You have to move in the power of the kingdom to become a son. Not everybody is even in the kingdom. Not everyone is in the kingdom. Jesus said you must be born again. You must be born from above. And he was speaking to somebody who was a Jew. And he said that who at that time they still had salvation in that context. Okay, we're going to the to 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 paradise, am I right? Abram's bosom, sorry. Abram's bosom. Sorry, my nose is just itching here. Abram's bosom. When the anointing comes on me, my nose itch. Always. Uh, Abram's bosom. Uh, so he was saying, listen, you need to be born again, born from above to enter this kingdom, to see. And you have to be born of the spirit and water to enter. So, so I need you to understand this and I'm just throwing out a lot of stuff to bring context of what I'm going to say right now. So we will enter into a place of becoming a son of God, an Elohim who will judge the nations with him so when you look at here and saying Psalm 82, God stands in the congregation, the council of his Elohim, and he judges among the Elohim. We will be in that council when it comes to the millennial reign and onward. Okay, we will judge nations and we will judge angels even with him. Do you not know that you will judge angels, Paul said? So the whole of creation is earnestly awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, not the children of God, not the Christians, not the believers. Even the demons believe and tremble. But the sons, sons are who? Not children. Children are born unto you, but sons are given. Sons is a gift to a father. Sons carry the expressed image of the glory of God. Sons do what their father does and does nothing outside. They carry the express image of the glory of God. If I birth somebody that's a son and they copy Joel Austin, they preach like Joel Austin, they're not my son. They haven't carried my expressed image. When people look at a son, they need to see the father. 
When people looked at Jesus, Jesus said, listen, you don't need to see the Father. If you look at me, you've seen the Father. Those who are trying to disciple people, when they look at you, can they see the one that have discipled you? When they hear you preach, can they see the anointing of the one that is imparted to you? Or did that one who's imparting not have the ability to impart? Hey, I hope this makes sense. This is my topic that the Spirit of the Lord is putting me on for the last month, okay? So, so I'm, on, I'm on this thing. <laughs> hmm. So, now we have God standing in the midst of other gods. Who are the, this is the question. Who are these other gods whom God has standing in the midst? Now, I should have actually started the message off to say God has gods that's on this level as Elohim. Because it will confuse people too much. And then I'll say at the end, God is not Elohim only. He is Yahweh. But in the level of the counsel of God, he has actually voters. He has those who can give a decision and can give their input. I'm going to give it to you out of scripture right now. They can give their input or their decision. Not voting really, but their decision. Like a council, like a courtroom. Like a jury. Why? God has to be fair in his judgments. I believe a jury system is one of the most purest judicial systems that you can get. Come to South Africa, you'll see what is corruption. Okay, so I just started. I've just starting. I haven't even gone deep. We are just over 1,200 people right now. So guys, those on YouTube, just give the broadcast a like. Please help us on YouTube. Those on Facebook that you're not subscribed to our YouTube, go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. It's called Leon Priya. Like it, click the notification bell, support our videos. We're really pushing YouTube because that is the future of TV. TV killed the radio star, YouTube killed the TV star. So those who are on YouTube right now, if you enjoy this teaching, actually, as a matter of fact, please subscribe below and click the notification bell. So let's get into this. 1 Kings chapter number 22. In fact, before I go to this, let's go to, give me the scripture where it speaks about Saul, uh, that an evil spirit came upon Saul. Uh, le- 1 Samuel? 1 Samuel 16. Verse 14. Listen to this. 1 Samuel chapter number 16, verse 14. Let me read from verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter number 16, verse 13. 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Next verse, verse 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Listen, the moment that the Spirit of the Lord came upon David, an opening came in a place where he needed to go into. God took off the spirit that is upon Saul, lifted it from him, and put it upon David. And he said to Saul, I have prepared another for your office. And it goes on, listen, and it says, And an evil spirit from God troubled Saul. 
Another translation came upon him from the day forward. An evil spirit. Hold on. Why does the Bible say an evil spirit? People can say it's a misprint. If they just didn't know how to put it. We're going to open that up right now. Because there's 10 more verses. An evil spirit came upon Saul from this. So now we have what we call a, a contradiction in the text. A uh, contradiction of text. A contextual contradiction. A textual contradiction. In order for us to find out, okay, does an evil spirit come from God? We need to go to Psalm 82. Wait, God stands in the midst of other gods. But let's jump to 1 Kings chapter number 22, verse 19. And before I get to this, I want to say this, that God's, uh, 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 God's image, or how can I say it? His, 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 his ability, how he presents himself, how we how how see him in Scripture, being in a divine council of judgment is actually one of the most accurate depictions, depictions of God's throne room. You know, we think God's throne room, it's so beautiful. I want to get into his throne room. His throne is a courtroom. I want to go soak at his throne room. You, you, you're soaking in a courtroom where you're going to get judged. I don't know if people understand this. You know, these churches, let's soak. Let's soak. We're in his throne room. His throne room decrees are going out. <laughs> Satan is in his throne room. You don't want to be in his throne room. Let me leave that one. Satan is there. Looking at everything of you. Let me just see what you're saying. Let me just see what you guys are saying. Thanks for the stars, everyone. And if you're blessed by this message, you can always give. You know you can go to our website. You can give, and I'll put the details up a bit later. Or you can give via stars. If you have the ability to give via stars, guys, it really goes into our ministry fund tax-free and just tat, uh, block this adult stuff. I don't know these bots. They're coming on all YouTube channels. So just block them. And uh, so let's go to 1 Kings chapter number 22, verse 19. 1 Kings chapter number 22, verse 19. And Micaiah said, Therefore, now, let me just explain the story. Uh, King Ahab was looking for prophets to tell him that his wicked intentions to invade Ramoth will be condoned by God. So he was looking for a prophet to give him a word that he wants. How many people do we get like that? You're looking for a prophet to line up with what you, wanna, what you want, not what God says. And through this, we see how many false prophets or many prophets even encouraged him to, that it is God's blessing. He must go up and do it. And all these backbending prophets, uh, people-pleasing prophets that just speak what people want to hear. Uh, but Micaiah had a different depiction, a different image of what is happening in heaven and what actually happened in God's intention. People might think God is happy with them, but if you're with around a true prophet, you will know whether God is happy with you or not. So 1 Kings chapter number 22, we see, and Micaiah said, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing beside him on his right hand. Listen, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, all the host, remember the word hosts, all the hosts of heaven sitting on his right side and, and on his left, there were hosts on his right, hosts on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? 
and one said one thing, one of the hosts said one thing, it was most probably not approved, another said another thing, God was sitting in his council with Elohim, listen to me, and host, I understand host is another word, but let's say Elohim, one brought a way of how we can stop Ahab from going, who will entice him, another one brought another idea up, but it was not approved, Then a spirit came forward, a spirit, a spirit came forward and said, uh, and stood before the Lord saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, by what means? It's amazing what God does. He doesn't want to have the blame on him. I, want, I need you to see the counsel of heaven. Don't you think it'll be cruel if God makes up the idea? Others oh, going to be cruel. Listen to me. The courtroom of heaven. I see Jenny. Good to see you, Jenny. Uh, looking forward to see you in November. I always see your guys' stuff on, on Facebook. I just saw I, everywhere. I, I, I've only followed, I think, like 30 people. And I, and, I, and I see their stuff. And God is using you mightily. Uh, our people were so blessed by you. So blessed by you. And I can't wait. Your worship is amazing. I can't wait for November. It is going to be amazing. And I'm going to be in the States. Oh, I don't want to say yet how long, but I'm going to be long there. Um, uh, 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 but uh, let's get, so God has this counsel. He has this courtroom. And we understand when it comes to generational curses, curses. You know, no curse comes from Satan. There's no curse that comes from him. A curse is originated from God as an accusation by Satan, given into his counsel, the courtroom, finding a loophole. When we look at Job, the Bible says that Satan brought Job's life up. Why? Job, the very thing that came upon his life, he feared. So Satan said, I found a loophole, the accuser, I found a loophole there. God had to grant the ability for a curse to operate. It's a courtroom. It's a righteous judge. Now, in this, we have to see, does God use evil spirits? I haven't given the answer yet. I'm looking at the scripture where it's saying that we're going to come to the conclusion at the end. And trust me, it'll be a pure conclusion. Okay. Because I found out when I preach this, a lot of people, a lot of people think I endorse things, especially when I preach about the council of heaven and I brought up an evil spirit and people are getting a little bit afraid. But it's not too far from it when I get to the end. So it says a spirit came up and presented himself and God doesn't want to take the blame. So he lets one of his council members, that's why he put in a council. So he creates an idea. He presents an idea. Now, what if somebody didn't, what if a spirit or a host, a heavenly host has not come forth with an idea? God still had the ability to veto it. I need you to understand that as Yahweh, he has the ability to veto a decision. He's operating in this realm as Elohim, which is a different plane of existence. For those who are new, Yahweh is here. Elohim is here. Mere men are here. God is Yahweh. But when Psalm 82 says that Elohim is standing in the midst of other Elohim, it's God simply moving in the function as Elohim. But it doesn't bring him fully in his totality to their level. Absolutely not. He is Yahweh. He's the highest. And he exalts his word above himself. So... So, and we have over 1,000, 100, 1,200 people on right now. Uh, and I'm just getting into this message. So, a spirit came, presented himself, said, so God says, by what means will you do this? And the spirit says, I will go out and I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, 
You are to entice him and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Question number one. Was this an evil spirit or not? Let's leave it. But how can you ask that, Leon? Well, the Bible says, as we just read you now in 1 Samuel chapter number 16, that an evil spirit came upon Saul. Just hold on. I'm not saying God uses demons. We're going to get to this thing. But here we see that God has an explicit description of a divine council of heaven that operates. He moves as a judge. We see the host of heaven. Now I'll do another broadcast when it comes to the different, uh, the different creatures, the different, how can I say, the different entities in heaven. The different entities in heaven, from hosts to thrones to dominions to angels, Malachi, to, to all the different hosts in heaven, okay? Different entities. We'll get into that, not tonight, but the host of heaven surround God's throne and God throws out a question that then they begin to deliberate through a heavenly council. They begin to discuss this until God accepts one of the ideas offered by a spiritual uh, entity. And then God gives that entity, whether it's a spirit or something, he gives that entity, that spirit, the right and the authority to go and act it out. We see this clear in scripture. Question is, was that spirit in front of him evil or not? How did it become a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets? Why does the Bible say that evil spirit came upon Saul? I'm presenting a problem so that we can get to the solution. Another place where we see this courtroom taking place, Job 1. Job 1 verse 6 and, one and 2. Let me read to you Job 1 verse 6. It says this, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. Oh, the sons of God came to present themselves. Remember, the whole of creation is earnestly waiting for the manifestation of the sons, the Elohim, you and I. We will judge nations, rule nations, judge angels with God. When we step into our rightful place, we are sons. Sons are given, children are born. You are a gift. Sons carry the government on their shoulders. Sons are the expressed image of their fathers. Spiritual fathers even on the earth. Somebody says, this is honey. This is honey and we're getting deeper right now. So the sons of God came to present themselves. The word present means they came to give an account. I'm going to say it again. The word present, Russell, top. Thank you so much for the 10,000 stars. I don't think anybody can beat Russell right now with the 10,000 stars. Thank you so much, Russell. Uh, and if you're so into Revelation, it opens up a dimension for you to, to, uh, to digest the revelation that's given to you so that impartation can be fully formed in you for manifestation and demonstration. Okay. The sons of God came in Job chapter 1 verse 6, came to present themselves before the Lord. They came to give an account. Give an account for what? To the Lord. And the Lord said, uh, sorry, sorry, themselves before the Lord. And the adversary, which means and the Satan. That's what it means in the Hebrew. The Satan, the accuser, the adversary, also came among them. And the Lord said to the adversary, Behold, all that he has in your hand, only against him do not stretch out your hand. So the adversary went out from the presence of the Lord. Okay, I'm not going to go very deep into that one, but we see sons presenting themselves. We see the accuser presenting himself, giving an account. This is a heavy one. So sons had to come and give an account of something to God. Satan 
had to give an account to God. What does Satan have to give an account? This is going to get a bit contradicting to people. But isn't Satan fallen? Like we need to discuss when Job is written, but let's leave that one for now. Uh, 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 um, not to get too much. I just throw out sometimes suggestions that will make you think. It doesn't mean that's what I mean, okay? Um, so Satan came. Why did Satan have to give an account to God? Satan was amongst the sons. I'm not saying he's a son. What does the sons classify as? Elohim. Where's God? Yahweh. Satan was amongst the Elohim. He ruled the earth from the garden of God. Adam is amongst the Elohim. He ruled the earth from the garden of Eden. So Satan was coming to and fro, back and forth. Even though he became fallen, he was still an Elohim. He still had to give an account. If Pastor David works for me and he's a manager, and he resigns from something happens from his job, and somebody else just has to come in as a manager, does that person have to report to me? Let's say now somebody under you, just stepping up as an, what we call an acting manager, yeah. like an acting CEO, an acting manager. Does that person have to report to me? Let's leave it there. Remember, Adam has fallen. Satan is the god of this world. And I know it's going to clash with a some things, some people's theology, and it depends on what camp you are at. It depends whether you believe in pre-Adamic uh, uh, gap theory, whatever, Nephilim, uh, not Nephilim, dispensational, not. It all depends whether you're going to capture this, but this you cannot debate out of Scripture. I am so sold out on the idea of pre-Adamic demons are not fallen angels. That is me. It doesn't mean that I can't flow with somebody that is, believes that. doesn't mean that. It's just speaking of revelation. So, sons of God had to give an account. Satan had to give an account. Makes it very tricky because Satan can come and bring an accusation against one of those in his domain. Uh, let's go to Job 2 verse 1 to 6. Job 2 verse 1. Just to, I'm using scripture to interpret scripture. Again, again, when you see scripture at least repeating twice, you must know this is a serious issue. When we look at the council of heaven, you see it 20 times, if not more. So this is an emphatically yes depiction of how heaven is. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. They came again to a given account before the Lord. And the adversary also came, the, the Satan also came among them to present himself, to give an account of himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to the adversary, the Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. And the Lord said to the Satan adversary, behold, he is in your hand, only spirit's life. And I'm just jumping to, because Satan said, you know, he's not so good and he will not worship you if you don't do this. If you don't really provide for him, nothing is happening to him. That's why he's worshiping you. But if trouble will come his way, he will actually uh, curse you. And uh, we see the Lord begin to boast. Many times the Lord can boast. If you go through something, you go through trouble right now, it might just be God boasting about you. 
I'm going to say it again. You might go through persecution, trouble, affliction, attack from all sides, accusations. Everything is going wrong. It might just be God boasting in you. And there's going to be a time of your rising where God will suddenly lift you up. So we see again this, and if you take this into relation to and related to Psalm 82, there's no way that Psalm 82, when it says that God being in the midst of his counsel, of his mighty, of his Elohim, Morius Kaiser, thank you so much for the 10,000 stars. May God bless you, Morius. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. How many stars do we have at the moment uh, on this broadcast? Uh, thank you so much, Morius. May God bless you. Uh, 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 uh. we see that Psalm 82 is not natural rulers. It is spiritual beings. It's not natural rulers. It's Elohim. It's spiritual beings. So now we can go and we can see another scripture, a depiction, where there's another uh, council of heaven, actually probably one of the most accurate. I mean, one of the, that's more clearer. And that's Zechariah chapter number two, verse uh, 13 all the way through to I think it is 3 verse something Zechariah 2 verse 13 all the way through to 3 verse something 7 or so but let me just read it here. I just put in some things here to, to keep my train of thought in front of me so I'm just going to read to you from Zechariah chapter number 2 verse 13 and I'm going to jump some verses so it says be silent all flesh before the Lord for he roused himself from his holy dwelling then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan, the adversary, standing at his right hand to accuse him. Satan, the adversary, the accuser, the Satan, standing at his right hand to accuse him. Who? Joshua. Now Joshua standing before the angel, clothed with filthy garments, and the angel said to those who were standing before him, remove the filthy garments from him. And the angel of the Lord solemnly assured Joshua, thus says the Lord of hosts. We see how Satan wanted to dirty his garments. In fact, the Lord says, remove his, dirt, his filthy garments and clothe him with rich garments. But we see, what do we see? We see a council, a a, 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 a divine just justice, a divine, a divine council, a divine courtroom setting again. So we see Jeremiah and Amos having indicated specifically that the sign and the mark of a true prophet is one who stood in the council. Hold on. So, you have, you have, uh, remember I said to you the planes. Okay, guys, thank you so much. We have 30,000 stars. Thank you so much. We have given, and I'm sure we can get it to 100,000. I don't even know how much it is. Only 300. It's only $300, eh? Only $300. And remember, that goes into our tax-exempt United States account. You don't waste money on tax. It's not coming to me personally. It's not coming to my future Porsche and all that stuff. Okay, so remember you have planes. You have, you have Yahweh. We have Elohim and we have mere men. 
Now it says, who's Elohim? The sons of God. All of us will become sons of God. Those who endure. Those, there's a whole thing on. But let's say the whole of creation is earnestly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We will judge and rule nations. Yahweh. Who's Elohim as well? We saw Satan is Elohim. Who is Elohim as well? We saw a host of heaven is Elohim. And there are many different hosts of heaven. Who is Elohim as well? Jeremiah and Amos says prophets. And I can go to Jeremiah 23, I think 18 around there. It says how a true prophet is one who stands in the counsel of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 6. Who shall go for us? Who shall go for us? And Isaiah answers and he says, Here my Lord. And the Lord says, you cannot. Let me take a call from the lips and cleanse your lips. And your lips, uh, you know, uh, we see how this thing unravels. And an angel came, took a call from the altar. What is happening? It's in the courtroom. A prophet is counted amongst the Elohim. That is why there's no limitation to the spirit of a prophet. Why do people not dream of teachers? Why does no one dream of a teacher visiting them in their dreams? I get messages, if not every second or third day, no exaggeration, of somebody that has seen me in their dream or has dreamt of me. While I'm just sleeping in my bed, somebody gets delivered. Somebody receives a prophecy. It's the limitless boundary of the spirit of a prophet. And I'm not even touching on that. I can open that up with scripture of the scripture of the scripture of the spirit of a prophet. Where God can, as through the technology of heaven, worked and programmed into the spirit of a prophet to be able to go beyond time, space, or matter. When Jesus was walking on the earth, they said, some say he is John the Baptist. Okay, John was living there. Some say he's Elijah. Okay, they were waiting for the spirit of Elijah, to Elijah, actually the prophet, to come back. But then others say he was like Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Hold on. Why were they expecting Jeremiah or some of the other prophets to come back? Why was Moses and Elijah on the mountain? Moses died. We can understand Elijah went to heaven. But Moses died. Why was he on the mountain with Jesus? The limitless aspects of the spirit of a prophet. Does that make sense? The joy of mammon is your strength. Prove me wrong. We got a we got a non-coward on here. But he's still a coward because they'll never come in person. The joy of mammon is your strength. What have you done for Jesus? What money have you given to people? How many poor have you helped? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? Prove me wrong. I don't need to prove you, devil. The devil said to Jesus, are you the son of God? Did God say you're the son of God? If you are the son of God, did God say, if you are the son of God, put yourself on the mountain and throw your pinnacle and throw yourself off. Turn this bread into stone. Prove me wrong. Thank you for the stars, 10,000 stars from John and Johan and Everett. Let's just put that, that, thing in the spirit of that and uh, in, in the mouth of that spirit go to other people vaccines are sorcery don't you think I've already done that you're just jumping on you like a keyboard warrior thinking you know best <laughs> uh, the medicine you're taking is also sorcery by the way
Also, the headache pill you're taking is also sorcery. You must repent of that sorcery. Also, um, when you were treated, or even if if you just go to a hospital, sorcery, hey, pharmacia. So true. Saint Father. So I don't get distracted. Don't worry, guys. I don't get distracted. I just like to th- to, to answer because they cowards, you know. They demon possessed. Come up here. Just meet us to the bones. Prophets pre-exist the church, the agents of the kingdom. Yeah, so only fivefold gift that existed before. What does it mean if you dream a, a prophet? It means usually God coming into your dream as direction. Hey, uh, Nikki, good to see you. NJ West, I believe it's Postaniki Jr. No, I don't want to call Apostoliki Postaniki. You know, if I do, I'm very sorry. Probably don't bless you, miss you guys. Bless you too. This subject I'm doing, Postaniki, is very deep. I've already gone into the Garden of God, the Garden of Eden, the two different gardens, the Council of Heaven, the Sons of God, uh, spirits that are being used by God, Satan that had to give an account to God with the Sons of God, how he's implicating us. You'll be blessed. This is revelation that we get into here. So then you see who's part of the Elohim. So guys, remember, you have Yahweh, the plane of existence. You have a second plane of existence, Elohim, and you have mere men down here. Who's Elohim? God, Psalm 82. God is Elohim standing in the midst of his other Elohim. He simply came down to this plane of existence, standing in the midst of hosts, standing in the midst of Satan, standing in the midst of sons of God, whom you will be. You are not yet now the, the, to that degree of ruling and judging nations. And who's the other Elohim who stands there? Prophets. A prophet is a false prophet if he did not stand in the counsel of God. Jeremiah 23 verse 18 says, they have not, they are not speaking on behalf of the Lord. They're not speaking the word of the Lord. They have not stood within the counsel of heaven. Where did I stood in the counsel of God? Where has God given me a message from heaven? Um, most prophets are just sent without getting a counsel from God. And I'm not there to comment on that. But when I was sent, I had obviously many encounters. Let me just give you the one of planting the church. I stood the Lord came to me, the angel of the Lord came to me, tell me to plant the church. From there, I was taken into a council where others were standing and I was selected by one that was on the stage and a voice came with the hosts of heaven, selecting me out, spotlight coming on me, others giving way and saying, I send you to do this mission. I'm not going to get into that details right now. I send you to do this mission. And uh, there I was sent. Then... After that, how the Lord called me, uh, before that, the Lord called me at the age of 17, the prophetic, with a council meeting that I had with a message to give. Then after the planting of the church to, uh, um, I think it was around 2017, I was not wanting to do in the prophetic. I did not want to go into the prophetic. Um, I knew I was a prophet. I knew it for since I was saved. But... There was not an appeal. There was not an attraction. I didn't want to step into that plane, that office, ignorantly or assumptuously. So the call, reminder of the call, came again with a stern warning when I was in my living room. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared with a message from the throne room telling me in relation to my calling, and I'm not going to get into exactly what it said there. That will be in a book or something like that. And I've shared it sometimes with our people to a degree. But what was I standing? I was standing in the council. When I was standing in the council, the Lord told me what to preach. He told me what message to give. 
I want you to take the supernatural and to demonstrate my power to this generation. So I go with that. Now you have lesser council meetings. The Lord can come to me in the next year. For example, when we were prophesying 2020, for a whole year, I'll be sitting here in my office, not this one here. This one, I was after 22, which I still got it, but I was at my previous house. I was sitting in my office. And I would just sit and I'll be in the council of heaven. I'll begin to hear words, get a vision. And we constantly got what's going to happen in 2022, even to the date. What happened? Stood in the council of God. Nobody can really prove what is the council of heaven. Because it all goes according to their discernment, whatever they are off. You can really go into collective. Which is a thing. When revelation is established, it comes to collectiveness. It's a collectivity of revelation. You look at it, this proof of scripture. So when Peter got the gospel to the Gentiles, he had to go to the apostles, pull it out of scripture. Number one, he had to listen to the discernment of the apostles. Number two, but number three, he had to have a collective agreement of the apostles and experience where the spirit was actually poured out and it was documented on paper that the spirit was poured out and the Gentiles began to speak in other tongues. And then they took that and they made it a doctrine. They established it a doctrine. So we see prophets are falling into the plane of Elohim. They are ones who stand in the council of God. They are ones who judge nations. They are prophets over nations. They are prophets over cities. They are prophets over workplaces. They are prophets over certain regions. They are prophets over many countries. Just because you're a prophet doesn't mean you're a prophet over seven continents. I know where my th rule is. I cannot just go into Europe and think I'm a prophet to Europe. There's boundaries to my calling and there's limitations to my calling. That limitation to my calling I must respect. Otherwise, I step outside of my measure of rule. That is where Satan can take me out. But those boundaries can extend and enlarge according to your faithfulness, revelation, rank, and the sovereignty of God. I hope this makes sense, guys. And I'm just speaking to you from my spirit. But let's get into who is the spirit that stood before the Lord and said, I will become a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. Who is the spirit that went to, because now we clarified, there are hosts of heaven that is Elohim. God can be Elohim. Sons of God can be Elohim. Prophets can be Elohim. Satan can be Elohim. But who is this evil spirit? That is Elohim. No, no, no. Not saying who's Elohim, sorry, my, 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 my mistake. Who is this evil spirit that went to Saul? Who is the lying spirit, the host that came in front of the Lord and said, I'll become a lying spirit in the mouth of Ahab's prophets? And I know it's a long teaching and we still have the numbers staying exactly the same. That's very good, guys. I will be, well, it's not actually long, we started nine, but I'll almost be finished. Almost, almost, almost. And I hope that this is revelation. I trust you can feel the anointing. Uh, what is the spirit? Who is the spirit? So I'm not going to open up the whole theological things to you. The word spirit, when it says an evil spirit came, into the, came upon Saul, 
It simply says Ruach in the Hebrew. Ruach. The interpreters, or sorry, translators of the Bible, had to put some context to it. But it was Ruach. Whenever the word spirit is used in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, it is called Ruach. And there's no real differentiation between good or evil. So they have to look at the context the, of what is happening. So when we look at 1 Kings chapter number 22, we see a spirit that came before the Lord, which was a host of heaven that will be turned into a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets of Ahab. But it doesn't mean it's an evil spirit. <clears throat> it is a host of heaven and a spirit that was in the council of heaven that volunteered and God said, you will become a lying spirit, not an evil spirit. But who is the spirit, the evil spirit that came upon Saul? That word evil spirit is simply um, ruach. But let me get into some more scriptures because we're going to have a problem here, presented with a problem. Let's go to Judges 9 verse 22. Judges 9 verse 22. I'm just going to read and I hope you guys can listen. I know many of you don't have your Bibles on you. But Judges 9 verse 22. Abimelech ruled over Israel three years and God sent an evil spirit, evil ruach, between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem. And the leaders of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. Now we have this backing off the one of Saul, backing up. So we have scripture interpreting scripture. Okay, so let's go on. 1 Samuel 16, verse 14 to 16. I'll read it to you now, where it says that an evil spirit came upon Saul. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. No, 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 this is another one. Oh, sorry, no, it is this one. Yes. Let me, but let me read it a little bit more in the context, a little bit further. So now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a harmful spirit. Another one says an evil spirit, but it simply says ruach from the Lord tormented him. So God can send a spirit that can torment you. We say nothing evil comes from God. There's no shadow in his turning. <laughs> For God, this is not evil. It's righteousness. I'm going to say it again. To God, it's not evil. It's justice. It's righteousness. To us, it's evil. It's God's justice. It's, in fact, it's God's love. God's love is fully formed in His righteous, in His justice. So Ruach from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, Behold now, a harmful spirit from God is tormenting His servants came to him, said, A harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. And when the harmful spirit from God, the evil spirit, the Ruach from God, is upon you, he will play it and you will be well. Please don't share this revelation with your pastors. They're going to throw you out the church. Okay, they're going to call you rebellious. And they're going to tell you, don't follow Leon stuff. Stop going to... When people say, don't go to that one's meetings, you make people go more to their meetings. It's number one rule of life. So the more people like, don't go to Leon's meetings, it's going to... like People are like, but why must we not go there? Why? Then they're going to go. 
in Cape Town, apparently a big church for bid all the people to come to our conference. But <laughs> people came to our conference. So we'll have a conference there again soon. I don't invite people from other churches. If Benny and comes to town, my people can go. Just discern, guys. Sometimes somebody bad can come. Sometimes somebody good can come. I always say this. While I have everybody on. If I don't mention someone's name from here, it definitely means I'm not approving. It doesn't mean I'm disapproving of them. It definitely means I'm not approving of them and I'm not comfortable in having their name shared from my platform. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody coming to town and I haven't, it, it doesn't mean they're false. It just means I am not comfortable. So with that, you need to discern okay, am I true son or not? I was, you know, because there might be some things that we know that people don't know and we can't share it with the people. I have to protect the flock, but I can't be controlling. And the fine line between it is so difficult. You know, the moment you want to protect, they scream control, I'm leaving the church. And you keep your hands over there like, why don't you do the work of a shepherd? I mean, it's like, if you do, you're damned. If you don't, you're damned. So, you know, all I can do is teach the word of God to people. They can make the right decision and they can be wise sons and daughters and say, but okay, hmm. Our prophet, my father, whatever you want to call me, is not is ever speaking or mentioning about this person. Would it be a good idea for me to follow the ministry intricately? But how dare you tell us who to follow or not? Hey, God has put you in a sheepfold. God has put you in a house. A sheep needs a shepherd. There's revelation that he shares with us that you might not know. And we are there to protect you, okay, with a rod. The shepherd's rod. It's an authority. Pastor David, good to see you. All the way from Fort Worth, Texas. I'm just getting deep. I'm just starting with this teaching really well. No, I'm almost finished. But uh, let's get. So it says that an evil spirit came on him. If I do mention someone's from the pulpit, same names from the pulpit, it means I like them now. But it doesn't mean I endorse of their future. Does that make sense? Somebody's preaching on my pulpit, it means I like them now. I like what God is doing. I like the gift, but it does not mean I endorse their private life or their future. I can't see their private life. How did you learn and get experience? It's called rank, revelation, metron. It's God that would share and allow certain things to be given because of the influence and the role that we are in to protect the body of Christ or our sphere of influence. It's like God would share with you, you're asking, how does parents know more than children? Well, you're given that authority and that responsibility to protect children. So you will definitely know more than them. Even though they think they know more than you, you're like, ah, I know more than you. And all those who are rebellious will hate this talk right now. How dare they? We all are on the same level. We're just brothers and sisters. Nope, you're in the wrong kingdom. You're in the wrong kingdom. Miasin is saying Fort Worth, Texas as well. Awesome. Good to see you guys. We have quite a few people from Texas on that side watching. Um, what a revelation. Okay, so we just I'm just throwing out bits and pieces as I'm going through this message. So I don't know. I learned mostly from prophets and most of all my Bible and prayers waiting on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prophets are good teachers, I'm telling you. 
I, I, I might battle a bit because like I said, I've been, you know, and this sickness hasn't only come just for a few months. It's been coming since I was about 21. The pain has been increasing and increasing and increasing and then it would come and go, come and go. And it would have just detrimental effects uh, because I wouldn't know what it is. So I would do something that would just made it worse and worse and worse, not knowing what it is. And the doctors just didn't pick it up. You know, one doctor tells me, no, my surgery didn't tear open. The other one says, it, with the scan says, no, it did tear open. The other one also did the scans. The one did the scans and said, no, it didn't tear open. But the one wasn't a gastrologist. He was a specialist in another field. So you see, you're saying we don't need prophets or apostles or teachers. You're going to get a wrong diagnosis of your spiritual problem. Watching from Toya Lili in USA. I don't know how to pronounce that, but yeah. Uh, how can I get the beginning? Just watch it from the beginning, guys, and we might cut it to where it starts properly. But um, sweet honey in the revelation. But don't jump off now and say, I'm going to listen to this later on. You want to get into the, you don't want to get out of a dimension and get back into it. You never get back into the depths of it, okay? You want to stay in where you are right now. There's a professor, Junitas, that is the best in USA. Oh, you're speaking of medical. Okay. Uh, okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, listen to this. Let me, let me carry on reading. Isaiah 19, verse 13. Isaiah 19, verse 13. Listen to this. Uh, De Pastor David is asking there just how to get in contact with me. So, if somebody can just um, get that right and uh, get him into contact with me. Um, so listen to this, Isaiah 19 verse 13. The princes of Zoan have become fools and the princes of Memphis are deluded. Those who are the cornerstones of the tribes, the Lord has mingled within her a spirit of confusion. A spirit of confusion. So the Lord sent a spirit of confusion. Isaiah 37 verse 5. Isaiah 37 verse 5. Listen to this. Isaiah 37 verse 5. I will put a spirit in him so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land. I will send a spirit of a rumor to him. So in each of these passages that I just mentioned right now, we see a spirit is sent from God that affects an individual in an adverse negative way. The scripture presents it as an evil spirit, but it's not an evil spirit. It's not a demon. It's a host from heaven that changes its function, a spirit in heaven, a ruach, that changes its function, not the Holy Ghost, that changes its function, and then go and fulfill that function on the earth by virtue of the council instruction and the procession of the courtroom of heaven that has been, that has been uh, initiated, released, and then it goes to change the behavior of a king, of a nation, or a people. Uh, it is not a mental thing it's changing. It is a spirit that is possessing them and coming on them. Like the spirit, remember, this spirit could not come upon Saul if the Holy Spirit didn't depart from him. Now am I saying you can't be oppressed? No, you can be oppressed. I'm speaking of the spirit that comes from God. Could not come upon Saul unless the Holy Ghost departed from him. So, does God use an evil spirit in this regard when it says an evil spirit came upon Saul? No. It's a host of heaven that changed and shifted its function. I just throw it out in the church and preaching saying, an evil spirit. But let's get to the omnipotency, omniscient, omnipresent, sovereignty, supreme 
existence, the Yahweh of God. Can God use evil spirits? Yes. It's in His omnipotency. They have to obey. If you can cast out a devil, don't you think God can use a devil? Now, if somebody has any other scripture that contradicts what I said right now, I'd like you to put it up because this is kind of like how I studied and I can't think of anything. Yeah, if a spirit possesses somebody, it means they disembodied spirits. But, and they're obviously looking for a body. Never, please, guys, don't read these extra biblical, satanic, occultic books. The one is it called? The one is called the New Testament of Solomon. A lot of New Age Christians and Christians who are being seduced and deceived are reading that nonsense. There it will tell you how Solomon, by a ring that has the star of David or a pentagram, they call it a pentatile. I don't know what it is, like a five star thing, yeah. but it looks like a ups, it's an upside down pentagram. Yeah. I don't know what they call it, but it's an upside down pentagram. He has a ring. He was given a ring by an angel. And then that controls the demons and he makes the demons build a temple. Now it's so close to scripture and it's very seductive. These things are demons, are doctrines of demons. Are there other extra biblical books which are biblical? Yes. The books of Enoch. Definitely it's the book of Enoch and the book of Jubilee. I'm not sure of anyone else, but those two are the closest to becoming biblical. That is biblical. Actually, that is, that is uh, inspired. Then you have the other ones that is close to it. Uh, can actually be used as inspired. But then you have the Gnostic, the Gnostic books, which is like the New Testament of Solomon. I'm not exactly sure what is all the other ones. The Gospel of Thomas and, 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 and those things, you know. Book of Moses. But the New Testament of Solomon is actually a satanic occultic book that's used for occultic power. But it's, uh, it's, it's written, it came out, it first appeared, I think about 1500 years after Jesus. Yeah. Just check there, just say, when did it come forth? I think it's 1500 years after Jesus. Or 150 years. I'm not exactly sure. Just, just, just uh, check that. Let me just check your comments, guys. So when it said an evil spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, it was a heavenly spirit that changed his role and oppressed him. Yes, it was God who changed its function by legal, by virtue of the legal procession that went forth the decree, and He changed his function. So it will be a confusing spirit, a rumor spirit, a lying spirit. An evil spirit. That evil spirit is just translating King James as evil, but actually it also says a tormenting spirit, but it was one to harass Saul. But it came from the courtrooms of heaven. It's not a demon that was sent to him. Mm -hmm. Star of David, but others, no. Yeah, but it's wrong. So there's two things. So let me look at it. How do you look at it? That's just a, that's just a remember. That's just a... That, yeah, but it's also false and stuff like that. Um, the the actual one that they seem they it's a confusion between the star of David, because yeah. how many stars is the star of David? Six. Five, six yeah. yeah, this one is five. It's a pentatank. Yeah, it's I five. It's an upside down pentagram. Yeah, so it's the the, the, the actual wording is in this. So you know that's how they deceive people, yeah. because it'll come forth as the star of David. Oh, okay, it's the star of David. Yeah. No, it's got some things. I've always wanted to read the Gnostics. Why do you want to read it? Remember, guys. Huh? Read the Bible. I promise you haven't read the Bible. <laughs> okay. And if you say I've read it, you haven't read it from a different perspective. I've read it in the New Living Translation first, then go read it in the New King James, then go read it in... Yeah, okay. I'm just being facetious, but I'm making a point. Don't, you see, those Gnostics books has the power of seduction. 
Don't play with it. I'm not speaking of the book of Enoch. I'm not speaking of the book of Jubilee. I'm speaking specifically on the Gnostic books. They call it, you got your Apocrypha, but then you have your, this is called another one. This is called, you have the Apocrypha, then you have a, it's also Apocrypha, something like that. But it's a anti-Apocrypha. It's like even, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a word for it that they call it. I just, it slipped my mind now. Apocrypha. Uh, I can't remember it now. If you search, it might come up. It's, it's like a, it's got the end like Prifil, but it's a, it's got another word before. It's not Apocrypha, it's something Prifil. Apocrypha, something Prifil. Uh, Pseudopril. Yeah. Pseudopryphal, however you pronounce it, but it's pseudo. So you've got the apocryphal, pseudopryphal, something like that. Pseudo books. It's instead of. It falls into the category of instead of. The book of Thomas, no, lies. If you want to hear me of approving any extra biblical book, I'll tell you right now to be safe. I approve, really, I do, of the book of Enoch. Some say only book one, not book two, but it's the book of Enoch and Jubilee. To be safe. Yeah, we can go a little bit deeper in some, but it's not to be preached on or anything like that. It's Gnostic. Remember, you don't know when it is written. You don't know what influences it got. Yeah. All those things. And then a spirit of seduction comes. It seduces you because now it seems nice. Yeah, just compile them at evil times. But they make it as if it is really... So I know ministers that are reading it and using it. Because it speaks of sage, and it speaks of this, and it speaks of that sage it keeps away evil spirits. and It's Jewish mysticism. It's Kabbal also. Kabbal. So, guys, if you like this, if you're blessed by this, um, I want to ask you right now, if you're blessed by this, if uh, you want to give, if you've been blessed, don't dash and dine, don't, uh, don't uh, eat and run away. Um, Bless for those who are, it's the time of tithing, it's the time of giving. For those who give into encounter or into a prophetic ministry uh, or part of this, you can sow, you got the prophetic encounter right here and then counter church. And it's really almost the same accounts, guys. We use it for the same purpose of planning the building, the church right now and building the buildings and where we're going. But you can, whichever account you have, you can go, you can go to the websites, leondapria.com or encounterchurch.co.za. Both have giving details. Or even to make it even easier, you can go to profitleon dot com profitleon.com and you'll see a give button right at the top you just click on it it'll take you to the right um things uh one of them took them to encounter church and not to other way but I'll, I'll speak about that that's fine um um uh no the the new one um so but it's it's fine it works so you can go to profitleon.com or you can go to these websites you can use zapper snapscan you have paypal payfast cash app we have on the cash app and donor box for those on America, cash app, PayPal, all is on there. And guys, I want to pray for you. And uh, after I, after you guys have given, I'll pray for you. We can get into a bit more questions. I see questions here and then I'm going to just scroll up um, and answer. Somebody's saying, how do you like to be honored as a prophet? I'm going to answer that. I'm not want to be honored as a prophet. Um, let me say it like this. I don't like to necessarily be honored, but the gift works in honor. So, Per, I'm going to answer that later. I'm not somebody who's looking for honor, seeking for honor. Unfortunately, I just know that the gift doesn't work without honor. 
but I'm going to come back and pray for that. I want to ask somebody, I, I, I want to pray for those who's giving and pray for those who's watching right now. Then I want to take this off and uh, want to get into the questions and answers. But if you feel blessed, give to the ministry, bless the ministry, don't dash and dine, give something. And just let us know if you've just right seed sown or offering sown or tithe given. I see people already sowing call. Thank you so much, seed sown. Leanne said, so, so to see. Thank you so much, Leanne Padiachi. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, guys, please never, if I mention your names on you, never fall for an inbox message, a WhatsApp that's going to come to you or anybody that's going to, I will never ask you money like that, okay? Only on a live stream where I'm here will I ask you money or in a church service. That's all. Um, teaching, thank you for teaching Soda Seed. Thank you so much. Do you have Cash App? Ursula, we do have Cash App. You can go to our website, leonapria.com or encounterchurch.ca. Scroll down, you'll see the Cash App details there. Thank you so much, Ursula. Um, uh, sowing Seed, thank you so much, Ursula. Thank you. Um, thank you, Tanya. Thank you for giving. May God bless you. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I see the guys coming in. Let us know if you're sown. Let us know if you've given. And then I want to pray for everybody on you. If you were blessed by this, you're going to be given according to the level of revelation. Somebody like, ah, oh, but he didn't prophesy. He didn't do this. He didn't. It's not about that. It's about teaching right now. Revelation is so much more than prophecy. Prophecy is the sure word of God. Okay? The sure word of God is prophecy. And, uh, I followed after watching you on Isaiah's, but thank you so much, DC Bean, for the follow. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'll be ministering with him in uh, November, end of November. Uh, thank you for teaching us, sowing a seed. Thank you. And you guys, you can weigh this up against theology, against scripture. You'll see I didn't divert from to any heretical things. Uh, thank you for teaching, sowing a seed. Thank you, Amelia. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Amelita. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you to everyone that have sown, that have given. The only prophet is a prophet. Honor the gift as a prophet. Thank you so much, Tanya. I've learned a lot from you. Get a lot of relation. Per is saying, Per, I'm going to answer your question. I'd like to be honored just now. Love your teaching. When I have to give, I will definitely give a lot of offering. Thank you so much. Bless you, Jace. Uh, may God bless you. That's what I found too. Very blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Justin, I've been getting some of your messages. Justin, I just, I, 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 I'm inundated with messages and it slips. I read every message. Guys, I read every message that comes to me. I'm just sometimes not able to respond, you know, because the moment I respond, I get into a conversation with somebody and my phone is, I need to change my number. My phone has been, has really been inundated with messages. Jennifer will sow tomorrow. Thank you so much, Jennifer. May God bless you. Uh, please like you in the coming days. I believe the Lord will grant me heart's desire. Well done as well. Preach service. Awesome, Calvin. I don't think I preached actually very good, but thank you so much. Sowing a seed. Thank you so much, Samantha Base. Patrick Dennis, sowing a seed. Thank you so much all the way from KwaZulu-Natal. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. I wanted to say hello and spend more time with the KwaZulu-Natal guys, but I was not feeling well in this conference. Um... Kushke from the best days, and thank you so much for sowing the seed. Appreciate you. When you sow into Revelation, Revelation will keep you and empower you. This will preserve your life. Amen. Seed sown, Shawnee. Thank you so much, guys. I want everyone that is sowing now that is still sowing. I want to just pray for you. Pray for your seed. I believe in sowing. I believe sowing into dimensions. I believe that you can open up, ta open, uh, uh, tap into things that God has for you. Alicia, thank you so much. Ray to be a revelation seed. Thank you so much. Is it possible to mail in money order with a card? Thanks. Uh, Vili, it is possible. Um, if one of our American officers can contact them, uh, uh, 
Uh, we do have. Um, it depends on what you mean. If it's a check or a mail order, I'm not exactly sure. But 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 with our US office, it is the details for our US office is actually on our website, uh, on the both websites, eh? For the checks. So you can go there. Thank you so much, Willie. Uh, appreciate it. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Seed Zone. Thank you so much. I'm tapping in. Amen. Prophetic teaching, very important. Thank you, so important. Getting prophecy over my. Amen. Thank you so much. Father, I pray right now, may the anointing rest upon your people. May you bless their seeds. May a prophet's reward rest upon them. May you open up their finances. May you open the lid and cause a lifting to come for them. May you bless them abundantly, enlarge their borders. I prophesy and I speak that those who are sowing the seed and saying they're trusting for breakthrough, trusting, may you bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. So, Pen, I think Per was asking, how do you like to be honored? I don't like to be honored, but I do like to be honored. What I mean by that is the moment I'm honored, I can feel the gift being stirred up. But in my natural, I don't necessarily like to be honored. So it's necessary by God. Maybe they're asking, what do I like as a gift or what? No, I, I, I don't know. It's not really for me about that so much. I just know it stirs up the gift to bless people. Uh, I'm just warning you. I see Johan's message. I'm reading Johan Stoll's message. There, Johan, there's, there's quite a, uh, a few things there in a sense of you're saying you start up your business ago. Now start my operation back up profit. Uh, I'm not sure if you kind of like shut it down or not. It's, it's always difficult to start things up again if we've lost momentum. Momentum, sometimes it's not God, it's just momentum or a lack of momentum. We must always do everything. Even with a church, we have a certain key where we push momentum and try not to lose momentum. Momentum is the engine to, to really move forward. And when people lose momentum with their business, it has a serious effect and it has sometimes nothing to do with God. Uh, Rob received, David is saying, received so much breakthrough the very next day after your prophesied over me. So much has changed just from that one word you gave, literally instantly. Wow. Was that recently or a while back? Because I wanted to prophesy over you recently, but I can't remember if I actually, if I actually did it or not. Can God use a person with autism? Yeah. In fact, God used the mentally uh, ill quite a lot. Um, can you elaborate on the topic of dreaming of a prophet of God giving direction? Prophet of God comes as a representation of God and will usually show you direction in a dream. If you dream of a prophet driving a new car and you're sitting in the car and it's a car you kind of like wanted, it, it's direction. Or it speaks of going to a country, uh, pointing to a country. There's a lot of things. Obviously, it depends on the dream. Um, trust for breakthrough. Amen. Thank you, Bob. I was forced to stop operation due to sabotage. New Jersey in the house. Foxy Fox, good to see you. Five, six, David says about five, six weeks ago. Okay, then it was when I wanted to. That's fine. Hebrews 11 was one to see the Lord will supply all of our needs. Amen. Can you talk about Job and why it's oldest book in the Bible? Why is there no mention of his children after he got everything restored? Because his children died. Didn't they? 
His children died, so he had to get new children. A new wife. His wife left him. His children died. Am I right? Because I'm just speaking off the cuff. It's not like, I don't know the scripture. I'm just speaking off the cuff. Uh, Prophet Adam, good to see you. Good to see you. I actually finished now with the teaching, guys, and I went very deep. Like I said, I went the council of heaven, the garden of God. God, well, I didn't even touch on the garden of God, garden of Eden, the three trees. Do you know there were three trees in the garden? Not the... I'm not speaking of the garden of Golgotha. I'm speaking of the garden of God, garden of Eden. There was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of life, and the fig tree. The fig tree in the garden. Garden of God, garden of Eden. Garden of God, Satan ruled, Lucifer ruled from. Garden of Eden, Adam ruled from. How did Satan get into the Garden of Eden? He sneaked in because he was a cherubim and he had the rank and the rights to get into. Let me not say rank. He had the rights to get into the Garden. He was a cherubim. Only cherubims are, were protecting the Garden. He was a cherubim. Cherubims are the protectors, the guardians of the glory. But he lost his sword. He protected the presence, but he couldn't get into the presence. So... Um, are there times when God will keep a church small? My church hasn't grown for 15 years. I don't think so. Why is it wrong to go to the doctor to get sick? Please go to the doctor when you're sick. Okay. Is it possible for you to miss... Oh, no, I made a sarcastic point and I said... Hey, you're taking embedded because somebody said I'm in sorcery because, you know, whatever. Is it possible for you to miss prophecy? Pastor Nick is asking, can you still fulfill a prophecy? You have missed it. Prophecy cannot miss unless there was a timestamp to it. If there was a timestamp to it, I will really look at the legitimacy of that prophet. I would look at the, not only the legitimacy of the prophet. The prophet can be legitimate, but the prophecy might not be legitimate, might not be of God. That doesn't make the prophet false. Uh, a, pro a prophetic word with a timestamp is very severe, but that prophet has to have real credible track record, real credible track record. It has to stand in the counsel of God. If a prophecy is, a prophecy cannot be missed, you can always enter into it as a rule. As a rule, it depends on timestamp. It depends on window of opportunity. Um, but uh, 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 prophecy is not so absolute the way we make it out to be, and especially as it was in the Old Testament. It's no longer the exclusive voice of God. It is only, it is no longer the exclusive voice of God, but prophecy still does come past. Prophecy always never, doesn't always have to be edification, exhortation, and comfort if you're operating in the realm of the office of a prophet. But if somebody that is just a gift or so, so if somebody in the church is just like a prophetic lady or somebody like that, usually they're troublemakers, but let's leave that one. Uh, if they prophesy and give you a timestamp, 99% uh, of the time you can just throw it out. But if a prophet that is an office of the prophet that has a proven track record gives a timestamp, um, I would, uh, 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 um, I would, um, I would really write it down. You know, we have to be so careful with prophecy because so many things are really, I've had so many people, even I've had even genuine prophets give me fake prophecy. So you really have to be so pray, so pray, pray about it. And uh, I would really look at that. You, you can share that prophecy with me when we see one another. I would look at it. And uh, because I'm the prophetic, I can usually say, this is how it works. This is how it works. Or I can, I, and it's not because I'm the greatest, not at all, but I know when somebody sometimes prophesies on the flesh. Prophets have prophesied over me. They'll start in the spirit and then they see the crowds responding or they see people responding or even me getting excited and then they move over in the flesh and they just push it too far. And you're like, that just messed it up. It was right, but they pushed it too far. Like for example, 
Spirit of the Lord is going to use you, Leon. You're going to touch the nation of the uh, nation of the United States. Um, and and Jacob began responding. The people are responding. And the Lord has said he's going to make you travel all over this nation. And you're going to touch the nation of the United States. And he's going to use you there. And he's responding. And now he's going to give you the nations of the world. And you're going to, your feet is going to, you're going to conquer the seven continents. You're going too far now. Okay. You were right. But you messed it up. Uh, Prophet Adam Faisal, we honor you. Prophet, thank you so much. Prophet Adam. Bless you. You do you have prophecy over my life? I'm not going to prophesy right now, but we'll have a prophecy night and day again soon. Pastor Nikki, let me just say one more thing. If the prophecy is related to your calling, you can always enter into it. God has a redemption of time that takes place. He redeems and restores the time of the canker worm, the all the different worms and things that eat your harvest, the locusts and the canker women. He redeems and restores the time. So uh, if I was supposed to enter into a certain ministry eight years ago and I messed up by my own disorder, I can really get back into the glory of God. God can redeem and restore the time. Um, we don't want to lose it too much. We don't want to get too old and miss something. Ursula Diana Shoe, Prophet gave us. Okay. Okay, guys, we have about only 700 people on our two platforms. We were about touching 1,200 tonight. I haven't been on live for long, so we'll build it up again. I will have to hear this all again. Live stream on here was being interrupted. Thank you for Yeah, tonight was deep. It would be amazing to receive a prophetic message from you. I'll prophesy and we'll soon. We did it, guys. We prophesied to thousands of people. Now, let me not exaggerate like some of these guys. You know, one. Some people say they receive, they did thousands of prophecies one night. No, I didn't do thousand. I did about 150, 100, 250, 100. More than 150 prophecies one night. One day, 24 hours on Telegram. Maybe 200 people. But if a prophet, I hear, I hear them the other night. I prophesied over thousands in the one night. Maybe you could have corporate prophecy. No, they actually say one-on-one. -on -one. I'm like, just shut up. Just shut up, Please. Oh, oh, yeah, and Shang also prophesied over uh, through the night. Yeah, but there it was slow. Uh, here I did fast. Uh, so some people can exaggerate. And why does apostles want to become prophets? And why does prophets want to become apostles? God can change the calling, yes. But if you're an apostle, be an apostle, man. Everybody says the fivefold is. This is the apostle. This is the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into trouble for this one. But let me just do it. Everybody says, this is the apostle, this is the prophet, this is evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Where did you get that from? Please tell me. I'm going to ruffle up some ministers the wrong way right now. Where did you get this from? They said, no, the apostle, you know, can touch every gift. Where did you get this from? Because now they even, I can understand touching every gift. I can still understand that. But now they're like, no, no, the apostle can just change. He can become a prophet. You can become an evangelist. You gotta be kidding. Where did you get this nonsense from? Holy book. Definitely not. What holy book? Where did you get this from? That this is the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Where did you get it from? From man. We're getting closer. We're getting very closer. Please, I want you to see how we can get on the doctor. It doesn't mean it's evil. It was a revelation for a dispensation, for a time. Kenneth Hagen did this. 
He did it. This was his revelation. I'm not saying it's false. Huh? He also messed, messed up a little bit with the gifts. He messed up a little bit with the spirit of gifts. Kenneth Hagen, as great as an apostle as what he is, the man had visions like no one's business. I'll never come against Kenneth Hagen. I love him. I watch his stuff. I receive him. I'm just saying, it's limited understanding. Revelation is progressive. Don't make this a doctrine. Don't say an apostle can just change however he wants to. These, these guys tell me that. They're like, I can just be an evangelist. I'm, I'm now becoming an evangelist. What? Where do you see that in scripture? Where do you see Paul doing that? We get into nonsense. We get into nonsense. Apostles are first. Prophets are second. That I can understand. We speak about hierarchy. I can submit to that. That's scripture. But not this stuff. That was a man's revelation to explain the function at the time. But now people take this thing and just exaggerate it. If you're anointed, you can operate in any gift. Um, not in its office, no. You can maybe move in its function a little bit, but don't think too highly of yourself. And people say, I can change this, I can change this, I can do this, I can... No. Apostles is a, ma a mantle is something that is cultivated over a life experience. When Elijah passed his mantle to Elisha, did Elijah get his mantle from God? No. He cultivated that mantle. It was his life given to Elisha as a mantle. So when Elisha put the mantle of Elijah on, he looked like Elijah, became Elijah. They, the sons of the prophet pointed him and said, the spirit of Elijah is upon him. A, a, a mantle is cultivated. Not just changing, I'm getting this, I'm becoming an apostle, now I'm becoming this. <laughs> In Ephesus church, they would have thrown you out at the first glance. An apostle in New Zealand told me that as an apostle, the grace comes on you to move in it. To move in what? I'm not understanding that sentence. Sorry guys, now I'm just firing shots and just talking. Oh, let me take off the giving. I forgot about this. Otherwise people get offended. Um, how do you know if you're called to fivefold? Uh, Jesus will tell you because he's the, the fivefold is the extension gifts from him. You will have visitations. You should have visitations. It's God calling a gift to be a prophet. Is it's God's calling and gift to be a prophet and apostle? Yes. Do you have to study to be able to operate in your calling? Definitely study to show yourself approved. Um, becoming to become Jeremiah. I just see if somebody's disagreeing with me. Isn't it interesting what I threw out with that? We make this a doctrine. We preach it as a doctrine. It's wrong because it gives apostles to own the narrative now. So guess what? When Leon is a prophet and I began to be publicly as a prophet because I was hiding it for long, all of a sudden those who were in competition with me now call themselves apostles so they can own the narrative. Because I, I'm over Leon. I know who are apostles and who are not. I like to pray for people. And even if you are, you have a, you have a sphere of influence, a boundary. I like to pray for people I would want to prophesy because no one's disagreeing, right? It's in a book. And please, guys, I never, I don't, I don't dishonor Kenneth. I'm just saying where it originated from. 
Kenneth Hagen also said there's only nine gifts of the Holy Spirit with three compartments, power gifts, vocational gifts, revelational gifts, power gifts, revelational gifts, and vocational gifts. Uh, uh, sorry, vocal gifts. Vocal gifts, power gifts, revelational gifts. So revelatory gifts. So he puts those in the three categories. But there's actually 18, 15 to 18 gifts, spiritual gifts. 15, I think, to be exact. 15 spiritual gifts. Not nine. So what now? No, it's one nine in, in the book of Corinthians, but when Paul goes on in Romans from the book of Corinthians. Yeah. So it's revelation for a time that was discovered and made known only at that time. He's an apostle traveling person that is delivering the gospel. An apostle is a saint one. Okay, but it's also the head commander of a ship and a fleet of ships. So an apostle will carry churches or plant churches. Apostle is a sent one. Apostle will be a carrier of revelation. You look at what apostles are known for. They are architects of revelation. <sighs> Who is your favorite prophet in the Bible? Samuel. Who would let us know how to send our money orders to the USA church? That's somebody answered Victoria Susan Baldwin. Or is that another? Uh, sorry, She's Baldwin is another. Was another? Oh, same same person. Okay, Victoria. USA to help. Victoria, I see God is doing to do a lot of things with singing or passing on music to a next generation or God is going to touch you through something with a mic. I also see books being written. There's something where the enemy tried to remove time from you or try to delay the calling on your life. Everyone can't be good on every, anything. Derek Prince. Yeah, that's true. Uh, connected from knowledge is power. Amen. I like Joseph most of all. What is... Minister of Operation. Ezekiel is my favorite prophet. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What is minister's operation? I, uh, I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uh, should every church have fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher to operate properly? Eventually, yes. I believe so. Eventually, to its fullness, yes. Obviously, it won't be there from the beginning, but to its fullness, most definitely. Should we just, uh, aren't there 21 gifts? I, you can stretch it to 21. You can. But if you look at really the main ones, I think it's 15. Yeah, but that's also gifts. Yeah, but you know, there's no such thing as the gifts of the Father and gifts of the Holy Spirit. That was also just uh, Kenneth Hagin making it up. That was his revelation. You know? Um, or it was the spiritual Bible. There's no such thing as the gift. There's, there's spiritual gifts. And the gift of administration and the gift of leadership is just as spiritual as the gift of healing. The Lord will tell himself and you'll get confirmation from others in the church. We'll preach on that again soon. What is the difference between a prophet, a seer, and an oracle? A prophet was first known as a seer. That's really the difference. Okay. An oracle is the very mouthpiece, is actually a prophetic preacher. But that's without me going very deep into it. That's just a base quick answer. Uh, do, 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 do. I hope that uh, Baldwin got the, got the 
on se oud Baldwin is responding. Or oh, I see a heart and crying. Yeah. Does the Standard Bank funds go into Centurion? I always use the FNB Centurion account. Yeah. Yep, that'll be fun. Thank you so much, Johan. Uh, can't wait to see you in November. Awesome, can't wait to see you guys too. I've called the minister through music. Just wanted to clarity on my calling. Uh, how do you know if you only have a prophetic gift and being called to the office of a prophet? Very, very, very good question. Very good question. Unfortunately, that's been messed up in the body of Christ. The office is simply man ordaining you. The gift is a gift that anybody has, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The office is man ordaining and commissioning you into that office. That doesn't also make sure you have an office. That's really just a sure point of the office. But the office will make you stand in the council of God. And there's many other things uh, to it. So uh, an office carry incredible authority and power with it for the direction of the church. It's not only on individuals, prophecy, but work carries a corporate authority and a governmental authority. This live stream is addictive. <laughs> Okay, so our USA office says the money orders can be sent with a check, as a check, and can be like a check, and can be sent to our offices. The, the details is on both of our websites. You just scroll down. No, 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 it's on the giving menu. Yeah, it's on the giving. So just click on the menu under giving, and uh, it'll say at the top where to send the checks. Uh, thank you so much. Baldwin is saying thank you. Awesome. Thank you for watching. Okay, awesome, guys. I think that's it. People are getting tired. I'm getting tired. I hope you guys were blessed. We'll see you Sunday, I think. Sunday, I'm going to go further into the keys of the kingdom, much further. We'll see you Sunday morning and Sunday evening. God bless you.